Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 329 of the Chamberlain Chance and Alex podcast. My name is Chamberlain, and I knew, without anybody telling me, that it's probably a bad idea to take confidential secret documents from the White House home and keep them in my closet. Probably Chance, did a bad you know idea. That? Uh, you, know that? you know what? Honestly, I'll be honest with you. It has never come up with me. That, see, okay, Alex, did you know that's a bad idea? I had a pretty good inkling. You probably uh, shouldn't see? do that. I mean, that if you, if you especially smarter. especially taken to a location where you were yelled at several years ago that it was crawling with Chinese spies. You know, mm. you know what would make that even more egregious though? Were I to do it, it's if I signed a law that made it a <laughs> felony to do that. <laughs> yeah, and you know what. <laughs> Oh, with, you know what? I bet he didn't think he was signing it for like laws that said he personally couldn't do it. Yeah, well, see that, that that's, and, that's where that's where he's got us. And the only reason we know about it is because he said something. The FBI didn't tell anybody; they just went in and did it. He complained. Yeah, the FBI is, mind, is minding their p's and q's. They're doing oh, everything yeah. by the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then. We'll okay. just get this out of the way. Video now. games, video games, video games. <laughs> no, this is this is bigger than Watergate, literally. Uh, no, it will. I will look at it in hindsight and say it's bigger than Watergate because Watergate had some result that felt a little tiny bit punitive because at least it was someone getting removed from office when he's in chains. <laughs> I hear at you. At least, at least the walk of shame I, needs I hear to occur I hear before you. I need to feel any sort of satisfaction. Until then, all this is is like a seductive finger drawn along my forearm. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're certainly you know you're, you're certainly arousing me. You're nowhere near putting me back to bed. <laughs> These are not unreasonable things you want, Chance. I I need I need. Uh, I need the tantalizing touch of justice. Yes. But I was God, having I a real it. bad day before I heard the FBI was at Mar-a-Lago. And that, mm, that, yeah, that mm, was nice tasted, news. Tasted real good. Mm. That was delicious news. And the thing is, the news came out at night that it occurred yesterday morning. It was so right like, after was lunch like, for me. There was a whole fucking day where it had occurred and no one knew it had occurred until Trump came out. Yeah. Gosh. He could have just <laughs> sat on that information. Oh, he doesn't sit on anything. Can't help it. And uh, and then Merrick Gar- and then so the the Republicans whined about this so much and were like calling for violence against the FBI uh, to the point that Merrick Garland came out and said, "Look, if you guys need me to discuss what occurred here for your sakes, Republicans, I will absolutely do that. If you really want me to open this book <laughs> and explain why we were there, except for these things which can't even be discussed." And it took I'll a do big, it, and the Republicans yeah. were like, uh... Shit. What's going on over there? <laughs> Aren't you mad I'm, about gas prices? Hunter Biden. Hunter what, did, Biden. what did you think of the part where he just put a can, I think it says something like whoop-ass, and he just took a big sip of it and then walked off stage? After making everybody wait half an hour. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, was... I had fun with that. I've been having a very good day today, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Again. been nice. It's that, that, that faint whiff of comeuppance. Mm, consequences. Not oh, quite the, there yet, but so The hint, the, the, the tease of consequences perchance to come. The wind whispers. The wind whispers. Consequences. <laughs> I had a really good Friday. What <laughs> happened on Friday? I enjoy entertainment. Mm. I, like, I like movies. I like good TV shows. And this weekend... Um, 
first of all, on Friday night, I watched Prey on, on Disney+. Plus. It's Disney I've Plus in it's Canada. Quite good. It's Hulu in the States. Alex, have you seen this? I haven't yet. Uh, this is the third best Predator movie for me. You're not saying it's the second best, or even the first. No, for me, for me, for me, it goes Predator, then Alien versus Predator, then Prey. Okay. I will actually go to bat for Alien, for the first Alien versus Predator movie. AVP puts down a lot of groundwork, and I respect yeah, it for it. I fucking love. I love it. I love. I love the character. I love all the bit actors they have in that movie. Uh, I love how her and the Predator end up working together. It's fucking awesome. A frozen pyramid just fucking works for some reason. Yeah, absolutely. Anything buried under the Antarctic ice is, you know, we're in for a good time. I'm already there. But to... And I don't remember how long ago Alien vs. Predator was, but it was at a time... like 2006. When it was fairly refreshing to see an action film led by a black woman. In fact, name me another one lately. Uh, exactly, uh, and that just charming. Well, you could, you could say Kiki Palmer's a lead of Nope. Okay, but I haven't seen Nope, and I don't qualify it as an action movie mm. yet. I haven't no, seen... no, it's an action movie. Oh, okay. Well, I've seen I've seen the the Akira slide, and I was quite tickled. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was really good. I don't hang on. I, I put down their names. Um, the uh, the girl who's the lead is named Amber Midthunder. Uh, the guy who plays her brother, who's kind of the other co-lead, is a guy named Dakota Beavers. I think this Dakota Beavers guy is actually a better actor than Amber Midthunder. See, I've seen her in Legion, and I just... I don't... Yeah, I'm, I'm... But the thing is, that being said... No one was handing out Oscars to Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, that's, see, no. that's her not screen what, that, presence is... Absolutely fucking. Yeah, deadly. that's yeah, that's not what that's not what this needs. It needs. Presence. That doesn't keep it from being a movie star. It doesn't keep and, it from being uh, Clint Eastwood and cool action sequences. And if Prey suffers from anything, it's kind of the um, um, what was the what was the yes, first I, movie I did just call Clint Eastwood a, a bad actor because he is, but he's got great oh. screen presence. <laughs> you were waiting for us to call that out. We were all kind of scared. Like, no, I wasn't. No, even, no, he just kind of just uh, trying to describe Prey. Um, anyway, go ahead. Move okay, so but he makes uh, it work. Star Wars, the the first Star Wars with Daisy, Daisy Ridley. You know, remember how it was like just a remake of A New Hope, kind of with mm-hmm. a bunch of twi- yeah. twists. That's what Prey is. Prey is Prey is Predator given the New Hope treatment. Um, but doesn't it take place like yes? But it's a long but time it, ago? but and the only the only thing I kind of dislike about it is her character is not viewed as a badass like Arnold Schwarzenegger was in the first one. She is not also going out there on raids with the other uh, warriors because everyone's like, well, you're good at medicine and you're not good at that. And we don't know why everyone thinks she's not good at that. We know from the poster that she's going to kill a predator by the end of this. There's no reason to have her go through the journey that we've all seen of a young woman being told you can't be good at this physical thing and then going on and being good at this physical thing of killing predators. That felt unnecessary to me. Um, like, that, those conversations didn't even fucking occur in Alien vs. Predator. No one was like, you can't kill these aliens with this uh, interdimensional bounty hunter. You're a girl. Like, that didn't come <laughs> up. That didn't come up in Alien vs. Predator. I don't think it needed to come up here. But that said, it did give her character the need to go through, like, the becoming a badass arc of her practicing really, really hard because she takes this seriously and she wants other people to take her seriously too and her getting better and better and better at it and coming up with little creative solutions that work for her and then eventually using those on her predator. Like, yeah, no, the, the, the world needs to know she's the best around. <laughs> uh, so it was pretty good. Like, overall, like, it's still a predator movie, but it was pretty good. Alex, it's sitting what? at 
92 percent mm. yes it's currently tomatoes. rated higher than the original movie and maybe it is a better film i like i'd have to go back and watch the original uh it certainly doesn't mean as much to me because i saw prey when i was 40 something and i saw predator when i was like 12 so, <laughs> so predator well, has predators made a, made a predators a good time yeah predators a good time I also gather from the names that they have people of Native American descent playing Native American characters. Yeah, playing. Isn't Native that Americans. interesting? Good. Yeah, and funny the, how that the, probably the whole, lends some authenticity. <laughs> the whole movie is English, but um, but there is a dub, and I don't want to. I don't remember the language. I think it might be Comanche, um, but there's like a, a certain language dub of the entire movie in a in a, one of the native languages. And like um, um Amber Midthunder's father is some stuff going around yeah. about him. Apparently, he's the most handsome man to ever live. Uh, yeah, if you've seen pictures of him, he's... Holy shit. Yeah, he looks like he could be on a poster for a great many things. It's a shame his career didn't uh, well, go more no, places. Um, that's, you know, where are you going to where are you gonna cast a Native American man in a lead role? Well, where are you going to cast one of those people, people that ever lived? I don't know. I'm sure you can find a spot no, for him. No, no. We lived in a racist world. Yeah, we do. And we still do. So, yeah, like, we do. This, there was never going to be that part for this guy in our history. I believe that part can exist now. Like, fuck, AMC could put out a great uh, drama with a you know with any kind of male lead they want. Uh, you think you can't HBO. get an audience for the next Deadwood, even if you have exactly. to make it a period piece? Oh my Come god, on. I found a picture of this guy. Right? Holy oh, shit! Oh man! Yeah. Wow. The beefiest of cakes. Oh. Yeah. I'm jealous of that hair. Yeah, I know. Oh. Alex. I have Did gotten you? about three episodes into Sandman. <sighs> That's all I need. Yeah. Well, like, are you done with it at this point? Um, it's not bad. Oh, okay. It's not great. Oh, I disagree. I like a lot of what it does. The CGI is not very convincing. Um. The gargoyle ain't working for me. Goldie a little bit, but the first gargoyle scene just really took me out. No, that, that didn't bug me either because the whole thing is so fucking fantastical. Like that. No, like the no? You know, the the crow that comes and lands on his shoulder and shit. Like oh if, no, if the I'm scene with the crow. I if yelped. I'm if I'm going to buy that, I'm going to buy the rest. And I think this is. I saw I saw a review that kind of they kind of said it in a very in a very good way. This is Netflix competing at the highest caliber of Marvel. Oh, it, it really okay. is. Okay, okay, okay. If Marvel made a movie like this, people will be losing their shit. Yeah, and it's and it's exceeding current Marvel storytelling in a lot of directions. Very, very true. Um, now that said, I was worried that maybe I like it as my uh, as my brother's wife would say because I'm so emo. <laughs> and. Sandman is emo as fuck. Sandman is, is emo and goth as fuck. And perhaps, you know, perhaps this Sandman will be to this generation what Jack Skellington and Sally were to mine. You know, great. Uh, it is nice, insane Tim Burton is not directing this. Um, I, I don't mind that. Apparently, Neil Diamond I appreciate it, was actually. responsible for rewriting it for TV, to work in TV. And what I found really amazing about Sandman is, like, really every episode, it takes its time, it does this one thing, and then it ends going to such a deep and um, authentic, emotional place. And then it ends the it's, episode. Each episode's its own little movie. Yes, and it does that every fucking episode. I was yeah, I know. amazed by Sandman. You can how, tell how it's How long are these episodes? Each episode is an hour. I think there's, like, there's eight or yeah. ten. Yeah. Huh. 
and it just it feels very much like a book. Yeah, with like long arcs that end. So the Sandman comic ran from 1989 to 1996, which is why it is emo as fuck. There we go. <laughs> Now I think we... the the best way I've heard it described is it is Neil Gaiman saw it as his one shot to say anything that would get noticed, and you can feel it. You can well, feel he... like he's just telling all the stories he wants to tell at once, and the vast majority of them are interesting. Not just that, but he did it when he was like twenty two or twenty six yeah. or something. He did it very I, young. And you can I can't come up too. with a a monster as interesting as the Corinthian now. Oh God. He's a lot of, and the actor playing him. We've seen this oh, guy I love so him. many military roles, just doing I that thing. Him. But in this, he's having so much fun, and I fucking love it. Bleeding he's eyes, fantastic. Uh, every... I need to see. I need to watch Logan again. Logan does hold up, but it, it does. It's, it's slower paced and it does drag. You keep he, on waiting for the Oscar. That actor is really good in it, though. That's the guy with the robot hand. Um. Oh yeah, that's him. that gets like eaten by grass at the yeah, end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, my brother, my older brother, told me that Ghostbusters Afterlife is actually pretty good. I don't believe him. Have you watched it? I kind of just, I just don't have the time, you know? Ch- Chamberlain, have you watched it? I've seen the important bits. What I like, like I watch more things. I found the ending on YouTube and watched that. My primary complaint with um, Ghostbusters, Melissa McCarthy, and, and keep them amazing cast. Melissa McCarthy, uh, Kate McKinnon, um, Chris Hemsworth as the himbo. Uh, I don't I remember. Did like Chris Hemsworth a lot. There was yeah. a great. There was a lot of really really good stuff in that Ghostbusters, but it wasn't a horror comedy. It was a comedy. No. Yes, that's and, true. I, I actually saw that one. I remember getting to the end and going, oh. "Yeah, like it wasn't a it wasn't <laughs> a horror comedy." Ghostbusters Afterlife immediately begins with a scene like the library scene in the first Ghostbusters and it uses that exact same fucking music and it plays itself for the first 45 minutes very much like a horror comedy like it's really doing great and uh, and one of the primary characters like there's what turned me off it is Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things oh no and I'm like I don't need to see a fucking Finn Wolfhard movie but it's not really a Finn Wolfhard movie he is the annoying older brother of Egon Spengler's granddaughter and the girl plays it like uh, this kid is very autistic, but does an amazing fucking job of it. And has like little things where she just explains like, uh, actually, uh, a great deal of overstimulation tends to calm me. I'm roiling inside, but I, I tend not to show emotion on the surface. And then she'll go and solve the problem. She's, she's a really interesting character, really well played by a child actor. I think this kid might actually be going somewhere. Um, that said, for the first 45 minutes, it's winding up to be pretty interesting. And for the last hour or so, um, it's just fan service after fan service to people who love the original and doesn't quite, it really doesn't get to where Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters 2 did. Yeah. It really doesn't. Uh, but it definitely has moments. It has some strong performances. Paul Rudd is here. He's great. Um, there was a lot of things that I, as a fan of the original, enjoyed. But overall, as a film, no, I didn't find it as good as the original. I wonder if kids would. If someone who'd never seen the original started with this, that might be interesting to see. Um, but I thought Do you it, know who it played leaned... Gozer? No, who? She was uncredited. Olivia Wilde. Oh wow! That's awesome. Uh, all that makeup is Olivia Wilde. That's awesome. 
Yeah, yeah no, I, I saw an interview. She said she had a great time. Spoiler, Ghostface back. Oh, uh, the movie's been out for nine months or whatever. Yeah. Did any of us see either Sonic movie? I saw the first one. It was better than expected. Uh, not not one you need to see. Yeah, that's what I figured. I'm definitely going to watch the second one. You just saw his knuckles. Yes, and the guy from uh, you know the guy from was uh, John John Paul Ralphio. From, yeah, John, yeah, yeah. He's he's the voice of Sonic. He does a great job with it. I I and love the, him. I just guy, want the, I want the guy who is Cyclops is like the main guy. Yes. And, no, I know, love him. Yeah, exactly. He's strong too. He, like, he's like really good on Thirty Rock. Yeah, the cast is strong. Everything, all the aspects are actually quite good. Um, and at the end, you're like, it is kind of heartfelt, and Sonic is coming into his power, and we're really here for it. Like, like it does get there, <laughs> but a lot of it uh, was, you know, yeah. It's a kids movie. It's like eh, it's, it's a kid. It is a kids movie. It's not quite there. It's not great fun for kids and adults. It's not one of those. It is a kids movie. Um, but there, there was a cartoon this week that I absolutely love, and I'm sorry I hadn't watched it till now. Okay. Uh. I love Star Trek The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and to a lesser extent, Voyager. That was my generation of Star Trek, and mm-hmm. I was ravenous about it. Uh, I watched an episode of Picard and didn't care for it. Mm-mm. I don't think I watched any more of the Star Trek Discovery, whatever the current one is. And apparently um, no one will blame me for that either. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Picard got renewed for like a third yeah. season, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I've heard nothing but good things about a cartoon called Star Trek Lower Decks. Star Trek Lower Decks is about a shitty California-class ship that no one cares about. Uh, their job is not to initiate first contact. That is a job for the Picards of the world. Uh, <laughs> the uh, oh God, I forget the name of the ship. This ship's job is to make second contact and set up the communication tower. That's their job. <laughs> and they, they do shitty little missions. And the people we follow are the people who live on the lowest deck of this ship. They are the ensigns who do all the grunt work that no one else can do. And some of them are wide-eyed dreamers and uh, and are like just so fucking happy to be here. One of them is played by Tawny Newsom. Uh, her, na- her name is uh, Beckett Mariner. And she is awesome at everything. She is a gung-ho, take-charge space cowboy. Um, and she absolutely does not want to excel in any direction. And she'll get into as much trouble as she can to ensure that happens. Uh, her best friend, played by Jack Quaid of The Boys, doing a fantastic job here, is uh, a super brown nosing, really wants to get ahead. Sorry about that. Just moving my phone. Um, Jack Quaid, playing just this sniveling little guy. And they're kind of best friends, but they're also obviously always, uh, always in conflict with each other. And it just takes office comedy. Just snarky... Uh, bitchy office comedy and lets that go in the Star Trek universe. It's like it's like all those little meandering conversations of um, um, of, of Venture Brothers, but in the Star Trek universe. Um, it's great to see. It's hilarious. Are we to see on like me. season three of that, or where are we? Season, season three, three begins yeah. on August twenty fifth. Ceratos hmm. is the name of it. USS Ceratos. Yeah, USS Ceratos. Um, the, uh, the chief medical officer is a cat. The, it's like a, it's like a, uh, anthropomorphic cat person. Um, oh, Khajiit has wares. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, very, very much a Khajiit. If um, you have in, in pocket, out of pocket insurance. 
I was I was delighted with the amount of fun I had with Star Trek Lower Decks as someone who enjoyed Next Generation. And it's on Paramount Plus. Uh, I got it just through Crave in Canada. Yeah, okay. All the Star Trek stuff is on there. Um, I never got into Deep Space Nine. I couldn't. Uh, nobody did. I did. You like I, Cisco? I watched all of Deep Space Nine. Cisco I, is fine, but Deep Space Nine is not Star Trek. Deep Space Nine is basically Stargate. I had uh, I had a huge crush on. Uh, God, it's been too long. I don't remember her name. The Bajoran Security Commander. Oh, uh, her name is Major Kira. Is yeah, her name. Yeah, Kira Narice. Kira and both of the uh, the Daxes. <laughs> like I had a crush on Dax, and they took Dax away and brought in a Dax that was just way more pretty. <laughs> and I was like, "Yay, she's hotter." I was a child. I was like thirteen. Yeah, I know. I just I, I could not. I couldn't get into Deep Space Nine. I really couldn't. I couldn't stick with Voyager. I didn't watch Voyager. No, nobody could stick with Voyager. And Enterprise was shit. I, I, I love the actress that plays Janeway, but I don't like that show. It's not a good show. Yeah, a lot of the Cisco actors in Voyager were great. Cisco was a great fucking actor. That guy Cisco, was, yeah, he could was bellow almost better than Picard. He well, could, I, mean, I think that's well. why he was hired, because it was coming off Picard. Who do you get to... To be a commander on the same level as Picard. Well, let's let's go to uh, Broadway and find someone who can do him. Yeah, just go go look up the one where I can deal. I, you know, I can mur- murder blood this, done all these terrible things. You know, I can deal with it. I can deal with. And no, yeah, but Cisco I mean, had a oh. great opener. He had this huge two-hour thing where he's like the chosen one of the Bajoran people, the prophets or something, and he has to take this post. And his dead wife says it's a good thing or something. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, and there's also he hates Picard's guts. I don't remember that. Oh. Picard, his wife died at the battle where Picard was Locutus. Oh, okay. I don't remember the name of the sector. It's Battle of some sector, but his wife died there. Oh, God. And so there's one episode where Picard shows up and Sisko is like, just 100% Stonewall doesn't want to talk. You know, and Picard's like, what's the deal? And Sisko explains and says, I'll be leaving now, sir. And stands up and walks out. It's, I mean, I didn't watch the show that much, but. That interaction was awesome. And you see Picard like, what the fuck was that? Do you remember like the the tar muck monster? I think it was from the next generation. generation. That that one that kills Yar. Yeah. Okay. So there was, so listener picture like a a, a pit of tar and coming out of that thing is a vaguely humanoid shape. He's dripping tar. That's it. That's the whole monster. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's a, there's a bit in lower decks where uh, Beckett gets her hands on some like trans dimensional communicator. It can communicate with anyone, any planet, anywhere in the world. And, uh, and the Jack Quaid character immediately goes, oh, my God, do you want to prank call that, that tar monster? She goes, yes, let's do it. <laughs> and, and they prank call that thing. Like, we're like, we're right here. We're touching your stuff. I won't destroy you. You can't destroy nothing, you, you swamp gas motherfucker. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good show. Yeah, because fig- I remember that episode. They figured out they couldn't kill it, so they just left and, and, and quarantined the planet. That's it. I don't remember that episode, <laughs> but I was very young. Yeah, that was that was when uh, Tasha Yar, or, yeah Tasha, well Yar when Yar Is that died. When she died. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The the swamp monster saw. or the the tar monster killed her, and that's when the rest of the crew find out found out that uh, she and Data kind of had done it in the past. And, and Dana Data mourns her for years. Bad Data held a flame for her. he was she was his first and possibly only. Speak speaking of. Uh... My Robo Romance. I, Alex, have you finished this season of The Oracle? I have not. Oh, okay. I'm at, let's see, I just finished, uh, I'm almost done with um, uh, The Emotional Kalon. 
Oh yeah. Oh, we got because you're like halfway. That was a good one. I haven't seen it. There's that. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. I'm on um, the um, the male the male species and his daughter. <laughs> yeah, she gets involved in some um, yes. human trafficking. Yeah. Well, That's... I mean, you know, she's getting involved in liberation. Work. Human yeah, yeah. Li- uh, liberation in the name of human rights is what I would call that. But also getting a child involved in that's fucked up. It's yeah. got some interesting angles. Yeah, no, they always they always do a lot of gray and a lot of. But at, but at the end of the day, you got to do what's right. So I like where this show always lands ethically. I I really appreciate the Orville. It's got it, shit to say. Yes, and just like start just like the original Star Trek, it has stuff to say within its sci-fi universe that's really that's really relevant to what's going on right now socially in the world. The female only race that hits that like tries to like um. Yes, yes, uh, like God. take the captain. When Amazing. that episode began, like the first fifty minutes of that episode, I'm like, "This is why I watch television right here. This is great." I'm kind of upset they didn't get Lucy Lawless for that. This season is is pretty pretty fantastic. Yeah. And before we move on to video games, mm-hmm. I think I may have seen one of the best video game movies I've ever seen, and it's not uh, based on any video game. Better than uh, Lived I Repeat. This one is called Boss Level. Mm-hmm. Have you, has anyone seen this? I have not. Uh, I forget what I saw. I think I, I think I saw it on Amazon, but I know it was on Netflix for a time. Um, let me find the cast of Boss Level because the cast is actually weirdly impressive beyond the main guy. Uh, boss Level. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson is a bad guy, and I agree that initially turned me off. Frank Grillo, who I think was one of the guys. I love Frank Grillo. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! Michelle Yeoh's in here. Bonus yeah, points immediately. Just, yes, M- Michelle Yeoh. Uh, hang on, let me keep going. Who's having a better year than she? Uh, Will Sasso plays uh, plays this like murderous head of security. Will Sasso from Mad TV. Uh, I've always felt like he deserved better. Ken Jeong, who is he? I think he's a bartender. Uh, there's a there's a bunch of other kind of heavy hitter character actors in here that you're really glad to see when they show up. So Frank Grillo, looking like a fucking underwear model, is sleeping in bed next to a gorgeous woman. Uh, a man with a machete comes in, puts it to the throat of the woman who screams and leaps out of bed, and then the guy brings the machete down and narrowly misses Frank Grillo. And Frank Grillo is bored with this, and he stands up and he gets dressed while dodging all the machete moves, and then he turns around and kills the guy, and then he gets himself a cup of coffee. Um, or no, he doesn't kill a guy, he just leaves the guy standing over there, and he pours himself a cup of coffee and looks over as the guy is cut down by minigun fire from the helicopter outside the window. Every morning this guy wakes up and this is what he's got to deal with because there is there are like six crews of crazy assassins who are all coming to kill him and he doesn't know why. So uh, he's gotten he's made it to like uh, 1247 is the longest he's ever managed to live. Um, and so what he tends to do is at by like 10 a.m. he'll get to this little bar. And Michelle Yeoh comes in, comes in and sits down, and uh, someone whispers that like she's this famous Chinese swordmaster. She's fucking, she's fucking incredible, dude. She's like a god. Uh, but he doesn't give a shit about that. He's just here to get drunk because if he stays here, he lives as long as possible, just getting wasted. And over time, it becomes clear that his ex Naomi Watts was working on some top secret government project. And we think that may have something to do with why he's in a time loop. Because every time he dies, he wakes up that morning. And he starts to figure out that uh, that he, he begins piecing it together, basically. Like, he begins treating it kind of like the video game that it is. And we, the audience, view it very much as a video game. Because every time he starts over, you get, like, a pixelated count. 
uh, loop 130 or something like that. And, uh, and he, it goes on and he gets better and better and his world gets bigger and bigger and he keeps on getting closer and closer to uncovering the full breadth of the conspiracy to kill him and his, and his lady. Um, and eventually he comes up against an enemy that he cannot possibly take out. Uh, this woman is played by Selena Yeo. She's this badass Asian lady with a Chinese sword. And every time, like, he's met her before, but all that happens is she just appears behind him, chops off his head, and says, I am Guan Yin. And, like, wind blows her hair back, and she goes, <laughs> And Guan Yin has done this. And she's killed him countless times. He can't do anything about this woman. She has never known defeat. So he, but he's gotten really good at killing everyone else, so he comes at her with a gun, and she just obliterates him. So he comes back, he kills everyone else, he comes at her with a bigger gun, she just obliterates him. He does this like five more times and she just obliterates him. He goes back to the bar and he sits down in front of Lucy Liu. And he says, look, if you've got some time, I could really use some pointers. And he spends the next 80 days becoming a master at the art of the Chinese sword. Sorry, not Lucy Liu, Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh. For yeah. Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> so, it's, it's, so it sounds like it's basically an action version of Groundhog Day. Very much. It's very much an action version of Groundhog Day, but with a lot of comedy. There's a lot of yucks in this. Uh, this was uh, this was a really really fun movie. In fact, let me look up, bring up all the movies. This is at least up there with Prey. Uh, Prey, Ghostbusters, Boss. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you're gonna either watch Prey or Boss Level, I would recommend Boss Level. What? Oh wow! I mean, you've already seen a Predator movie. You never seen this? I think Chris just sent. Oh, he just sent me a replay code. That's what the text was. My brother sent me an Overwatch replay code. He did something cool, and he needs you to see it right now. Or someone, right? Or someone's coming at us with a mouse, and he needs us to see that. Yeah. So, so many Smurfs Cheater. lately. So many. Well, they Smurfs. they have nothing else to do. I guess, but it's just like every fucking game lately. Last night. I think it was last night. We had a game last night where... No, yeah. We had a game last night where we were defending on King's Row. And just absolutely... Sorry, just a fair warning. I'm getting a lot of thunder around me. If I drop out, that might be why. Okay. Yep. If you drop out Texas, we know you're alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real um, stormy lately. Both of the DPS on the enemy team are Smurfs, and the tank is a Smurf. That is, all of them are under level 15... And they all have, like, a preternatural ability to land their shots on you and know exactly where all the health packs are and use their abilities and shit like that. They are Smurfs, Alex. <laughs> they are people who know how to play this game at a very high level and are beating the shit out of us. And, weirdly enough, what turned the game in our favor, we were just getting our asses handed to us every single team fight. Like, it wasn't even... Like, it wasn't even close. And then, for the last team fight, my brother switches to Sombra, and we just stop the cart. And we push them back. And play of the game was me killing the Hanzo, then me and my brother killing the Mercy, then me landing a pulse bomb for three kills. It was gorgeous. It was a good, it was a good way to end an evening. What have you guys been playing? Um, a lot of Destiny 2. And, yeah. Okay, the inventory management's a lot easier. There's mm -hmm. a lot of quality of life improvements. Uh, they like this, you get half the season pass for free. And if you want to get the season pass at the end of the season, you get all what you previously would have unlocked. And there's some good goodies in there. 
it's every time you level up, you get you get a little goodie box, and there's decent stuff in there. Yeah, but is it like rando stuff? Not rando stuff. Like it's like if you get to level twenty, you get upgrade modules. You get to level thirty, you get one exotic from this pool, and it's it's good stuff. It they've they've really fixed the loop. Okay, and how much chance, is this? Chance, let him enjoy this. Let I know, but I'm no, a, no, okay, he's okay, okay. Having, he's having not, a battle pass experience, and I want to understand it because it's coming to Overwatch. That's where I'm coming. This from. is true. Yeah. Um, the way I see it, it's they're actually being a lot more open to like the single player dudes who play on PC with the controller like a maniac. I'm having a good time. <laughs> I'm actually really good as a support character. I'm not going to do a raid because I don't have three hours of my life to kill, but I'll do dungeon stuff. I do. It just feels better Hmm. for Destiny, if that makes sense. No, It does because Bungie makes console games for the most part. I I think the 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 auto-tracking is very, very strong to compete with PC. I think they've merged the markets. Like PC can Hmm. play with console and stuff. That would not surprise me. No, I'm way better shot than I was two years ago, and I'm suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Just take it for what it is. You're hitting shots. I'm having a real good time. The new campaign was fantastic. One of the best Bungie bosses I've ever played at the end this of this. Is the, the Witch Queen. Queen. Witch Queen. Uh, the, the big, big bad's been revealed. It's uh, a guy whose like, head is a plume of smoke of that forms faces it's uh they're they're taking some swings okay we've seen their darth vader finally mm-hmm. she's yeah her face is a plume of smoke that makes faces i don't know how to describe it just kind of kind of look at it um yeah i'm interested how is that, uh, that darth vader what wasn't that more like elder palpatine because he's revealed that she's revealed at the end of like you know i'm sorry you're right palpatine's a much better analogy but no, like I'm, I'm actually really impressed, and I bought the DLC, and I don't feel dirty about it because there's actually some decent shit in there. How much is until the they take pass? it away from you in two years? Battle pass is ten bucks. And how long is the season? I think it's thirty days. So it's ten bucks a month. If you want. Oh god. <laughs> like you get a lot of crap for it. Uh-uh. One hundred thirty bucks a year to fully enjoy this game. No, 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 no. Like you can just buy it. A month if you want to. You can stop whenever you want. It just unlocks what you would have earned if you had had a battle pass at the beginning of the month. Okay, you but just said the magic words. It's not a subscription. It's not a subscription. You buy them individually. That's fucked. That's what Overwatch is going to do. 100%. Yeah, but if an Overwatch season is like two months or three months or six weeks or something, that's, you know, I can kind of argue that. If it's a month... They're handing out a lot of exotics. I don't care. I don't like this. Doesn't that just cause inflation? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what inflation is. I'm not involved in the meta. I'm just getting fun loot and having a good time. Okay. Then you spent your money well. If you're enjoying yourself, then it was money uh, well Look, spent. Bungie has made some beautiful guns. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. There's just something about their art direction that is just, it's, mm. There's nothing else quite like it. He's playing support, yeah. You don't do... Oh, okay, but you do do dungeons. Oh, yeah, I do dungeons, vanguard stuff, everything PvE. Okay. Uh, Crucible sucks, but... They, yeah, they admitted this themselves, when they're like, look, we know who's going to win the match before it even starts nine times out of ten. Did you read that? That was yeah. so... That was so mean. 
What do you like think? saying they know who's the multiplayer of Destiny Two is broken beyond all comprehension. I don't think they're doing much to fix it. Okay, but who yeah. wrote something that was super mean, and what did they write? No, I mean like it's awful that their multiplayer is this broken, and yet so much is like locked behind it in terms of content. Yeah, that is shitty. Yeah, I, I don't want to engage with that. I know. I, I don't want to engage with the multiplayer in Red Dead Redemption Two, and I've been loving that game all week. I'm deep yeah, into I'm deep into San Denis now. That is a neat city. Yeah, but I think... No, no. This is where the game ends for me. Because I went to Red Dead Redemption 2 for a Wild West time. And now it's this dark, depressing story about this shitty city and the dead... uh, You know, these these, uh, guys who are quite clever out in the sticks are fucking yokels in this town and getting their ass handed to them every direction. And you know what's going to end badly. Just an absolute tragedy in every direction. And what I want to do is just be riding the open range. And like holding up banks and, and rescuing damsels tied to train tracks. Like, why aren't. We're going off in this completely different direction, and I'm kind of getting bored with it. So, it's a good thing uh, Cult of the Lamb came out today. Oh, check that out. Well, Chamberlain, what have you been playing? Not much, because it was Evo weekend. Oh, yeah. I didn't, so, I, I, I in for I'm... King of Fighters, and I was like, ah, King of Fighters. Yeah, that new King of Fighters is... I don't know if I like the look of it very much. Um, King of Fighters, it hasn't looked good since 13, which is their last actual sprite-based one, and we're never going to get that again because it costs too much to make. Um, there were a lot of really cool like game announcements at okay. EVO, oh, a lot, especially for like older games. Oh. Like Samurai Showdown, getting rollback netcode. Oh, yeah, I heard That game's three years old. King of Fighters 15, getting crossplay. And Dragon Ball is getting rollback. Dragon Ball Fighters is getting... Rollback netcode. All great information because Dragon Ball Fighters is done, right? Bandai Namco was the last holdout. They were the last ones not using modern netcode for their fighting games, for like Soul Calibur and Tekken. The fact that they're going backwards. Hmm? What about Smash? Oh, Nintendo doesn't count. (laughs) You are correct. The the, the netcode in Smash sucks. Okay. Um, Nintendo's in their own world with this. Um, but yeah, Tekken 7 and the last Soul Calibur used delay-based netcode, and it, it sucks. The fact that they're going back and putting this into Dragon Ball Fighters means that they're on board and they're using this as a test bed for things, which is good. These are all really good announcements. You're suggesting this means there will be a sequel for Dragon Ball Fighters? A hundred percent. There's no way they won't make a sequel to Dragon Ball Fighters. Okay. Uh, they teased Tekken 8 with a oh, picture yeah. of Kazuya. Yeah, but uh, looking like fucking photorealistic. Oh, I know, I know. Um, the, we, we won't see anything more on Tekken until the Game Awards, because Evo is honestly too small for an announcement like that. Um, that's why there was no announcement of the next Mortal Kombat or Injustice, because Evo is too small. Those games are bigger. They, they need the audience of like the Game Awards or something like that. Um, two, two more Street Fighter characters... Uh, jury. Oh, yeah, Jury and what's, what's the woman's name? Uh, she was, I can't remember her name. She was the one who was teased in the last one. She's basically a younger version. She she's, uh, does um, what Guy did. Bushido, not Bushido. Bushin Ryu. Okay. Um, she basically started in her Guy. So she's that character. But she has like spray cans and stuff like that. Really cool, honestly. And then Jury redesign is now even like <laughs> weirder than it was before. Jury looks insane. 
Like, literally insane. Juries always look really weird. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you um, see a picture of jury, and then he goes nationality, nationality Korean, and you're like, does that explain any of this? I don't think it no, does. No, Jury also does, like in the beginning of the trailer, Jury does the Akira slide on a bike with no shoes on. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how you don't lose all the meat off the bottom of your soles. Well, no, once, once, you, once you've kicked enough boards with it, it's all calloused down That's true, pretty much, yeah. All the Street Fighter foot fetishists are like all aboard on this because she still doesn't wear any socks. So, um, I, wa- I mean, I watched a good chunk of it. I saw the end of Tekken. I saw Nii finally win at Tekken 7. That was good. I saw the end of King of Fighters. I saw a decent amount of Skullgirls, which is insane because it's a 10-year-old indie that's still going. Hmm. Not 10, 5, something like that. Oh, They're still adding, uh, more, adding more characters. I was mistaken. A D- Season of Destiny is 10 weeks. Oh, okay. oh that's, that's better. That's dollar a week? Better. That's much better. Yeah. Way better. Yes. Way better. Okay. Yep. I will wait um, till the next one ends. But I did watch the entirety top 8 from beginning to end of Street Fighter 5. Okay. Because it was an amazing tale of first Japanese versus Japan versus the rest of the world and generational stuff, young versus old. Okay. So, winner's side in Street Fighter, top, Street Fighter 5 Top 8, all Japan. Gachikun, real new player, kid, had no idea who he was. Uh, Kawano, again, kid, I have no idea who Kawano was, but also Daigo, who is not Daigo. far from being our age, and Tokido who's also not far from being our age. Okay. They're both in their either late 30s or early 40s. These are old men, right? Loser side had several people I didn't know. Um, and Idom. Idom is an American player, very young, and has won some stuff in the past, but never, I don't think he ever won anything huge, right? Okay. But like the one real American hope. And the question was, who's going to win? Young or the old? Well, in the first round of winners, Daigo and Takeda go down oh, wow. <laughs> into losers. Just get beat, right? Idom wins his first match. Okay. Now, in losers bracket, you need to play more matches to get to the grand finals. Second round, Idom, Idom has to fight Daigo. Beats him three to two. Holy shit! Next round, okay, Idom what, has to fight. What what character did he beat Daigo on? Um, he is using. Oh shoot! It's the kind of female grappler character, almost Brazilian-looking. Oh, um, Nika not, something. No, it's 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 not. I forgot her name because I just don't. Laura, Laura, Laura. Okay. Um, yeah, she's kind of electrical. She's I think. Uh, anyway, yeah, Laura is her name. Yeah. yeah, Brazilian. That's what it was. Thank you. Um, and I also, Idom has had some success in Capcom Cup. Actually, was a champion of Capcom Cup, but it's not the same thing as Evo. Uh, anyway, yeah, beats Daigo 3-2. Daigo's using Guile. Okay. Good matches. Absolutely good matches. Next match, Takedo. These are two of the literal old gods of yeah. Japanese fighting games. Yeah. He beats Takedo 3-0. Ooh. In the meantime... Kawano has coasted, literally coasted through to grand finals. So you've got two kids in their like 20s, if not late teens, in Kawano and Idom. And it is, they, they, Idom, the way, the way loser's bracket works in grand finals is if you are the loser in the loser's bracket, you need to beat the winner twice, push him into the loser's bracket, and then beat him again. Both matches go down to last game, last round. 
Idom wins the first best of three. Okay. Or best of five, excuse me, three two. Takes resets the bracket, takes it to the last match of the last I'm sorry, the last round of the last match yeah, in grand finals and loses. Loses to Kawano. But it's so I mean it's it's fine because it's it's literally a rocky moment of him not beating Apollo in Rocky One. So I mean, we'll see this kid again. And what I loved about Idom is this: like he's not this super charismatic guy. He doesn't pop off. Granted, they're all in masks, so it's kind of hard to tell. But he was very reserved. That really kind of impressed me that they were all playing with masks. Actually. Oh yeah, and the and the in the audience, like hundred percent, they did not let you into the venue without wearing a mask. Like they were that. really being careful with this. But he's a super reserved player. No pop offs. Just you know, business. And the Japanese players are all that way anyway, except for Tokido, but, you know. And, and then he, he, like, he loses that last round, shakes his head, and you could tell that he's, he's spent. Energy's gone. He literally, like, slumps in his chair and just is like, <gasps> that was all he had. <laughs> but it was... That's a nicely epic Evo, though. It is. And the thing is, it's it was... I didn't watch all of it. Like I didn't watch Guilty Gear stuff because it was way too late. This is this is the problem being East Coast because it was already late for the NS Street Fighter. I mean, I, I couldn't stay up any longer. All the other stuff was later than that too. But it was this is probably the last Evil for Street Fighter Five as a main game because Street Fighter Six is coming out next year. It just it was a really it told a great story, mm-hmm. almost scripted, and the fights were good. The character variety was actually not bad. So it was fun. I, I have not sat down. I mean, this is the first real in-person Evo in two years. It's a really long time when you think about it. Yeah. And there were a lot of people who this was the first time they went. And the new organizers, remember the old organizers got pushed out yeah. for being scumbags. Yeah. This is the new crew's first Evo. They got a venue that was twice the size which is good because then there's space for like casuals and, 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 and vendor areas. You could get normal things like water. I mean, you didn't have to walk forever to do this stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it was well organized. It was, it was new person friendly. And, you know, yes, there's still a pandemic, but they did the best they could with it. That's awesome. By actually enforcing a mask mandate. So, I mean, I've been paying attention to Twitter. There have been no complaints except for the normal bitchiness of FGC people. I lost this and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it was. It was good. Multiverses ran a side event, and the controllers kept pausing because <laughs> they were running the PC version, and, the, and like the controllers would desync and pause the game. No. Uh. But normally, when you pause the game, you lose the round. But if the system does it to you, they we didn't know what to do, so that was pretty funny. But it was a side event, so it didn't matter that much. Um, but no, it was it was good, and that was that was pretty much my whole weekend was just kind of sitting here watching fighting games. It was fun. For me, it was the weekend was Lower Decks and Red Dead. <clears throat> um, but today, Cult of the Lamb came out. It did. I, I, it it tickled my fancy, but I was chasing gear and destiny. Uh, and it's thirty three bucks Canadian, so it's not nothing. It's it's not cheap. But I think I'm going to continue with it. Weirdly, um, it look I love its art style. Yeah, the presentation is so fucking charming. Um, the uh, just just the little expressiveness of your um, of your cult, <laughs> all, your, all your little cult uh, buddies, um, <laughs> as they you know have problems, get sick, cheer. Um, it, it's neat, but then it, it's adorable 
But every single story choice and shit that's presented to you is just monstrous. <laughs> like, like the, the, the story that's being told is incredibly dark and it's told in the most adorable way. Um, it's really... Just that dichotomy is charming as fuck to me still. I figured it's been like a year since I saw a trailer for this. Um, maybe I, I'm less interested in that now. No, it's still absolutely really, really enjoyable. Um, the dungeons are very roguey. And by that I mean you're dropped into a dungeon, you'll get a weapon that is not of your choosing. It's just yeah. a random weapon chosen from all the weapons that you've unlocked so far. Um, and a spell of random choosing. And those tend to be those tend to be stronger the deeper I go into the game. Um, I never feel underpowered. And then as you progress through the dungeon, uh, there'll be various things to open up. There's a little map so you can kind of see which rooms you've accessed and which you haven't um and as you're going on a crusade you'll complete like a little dungeon of like five or six rooms and then a map will come up and you'll have various options kind of like the map in uh, darkest dungeon 2 or slay the spire but you can very clearly see what's in each room okay and what you like you'll if you go here you'll get a fight if you go there you'll get a heart uh so on and so forth and so the quote crusade probably accounts for in terms of time spent about 30 percent once you do mm -hmm. a crusade and get back to your uh get back to the cult of the lamb um you know you gotta you gotta wander around picking up everyone's shit because people will just shit anywhere and it makes people sick if they see it or smell it too much and you, you yeah you want your cult to be healthy um, i assume this is a binding of eyes isaac reference I don't know. I didn't play enough. I don't think so. But, yeah. um, <clears throat> well, Binding of Isaac was always covered in shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> Enemies were like actually made of poop. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, the presentation, it looks like they're using, it almost looks like they're using the fucking engine that Don't Starve uses. It very much uh, feels that way in terms of how busy the screen is and how sharp all the characters are. Um, it reads very, very well. You get back to camp, you clean up all the shit, um, you, I've been planting berries, so you, I go and I harvest berries, I turn it into meals for the camp, and then you walk over to the altar, and the altar is where your followers go to pray if you tell them to pray there. You go there and you absorb all their belief, and with that you can upgrade some of this shit, and then you walk into the church of the Lamb, or the temple of the Lamb, and in there you can give sermons, and those sermons will give you a type of belief that will allow you to level up this other shit. And you level up all these things, all this other stuff now becomes stronger. You can build these different, you can build, instead of having sleeping bags for your people, now you can have little tents for them. Maybe you can build that. Um, there's all kinds of shit to unlock to build. And then you go off on your next crusade, deeper into, you know, this, uh, um, this heretic's lands. And you just do another crusade run. And as you go through the dungeon, you unlock, um, you'll get like tarot readings. And there'll be two cards to choose from. And... And those cards seem to apply for this run only. So you have like a little mini roguelike run in the middle of this survival sim kind of community management thing. Um, and so far, I'm actually digging it. Like I figured the combat would get boring because it's pretty, it's, it's, it's a swipe of a weapon or a cast of a spell. That's all you have, that and a dodge. Um, but I'm not minding it. It's fun. It's, it's thwacky. Um, the, the combat keeps me on my toes, but it's not too hard. Um, you get back to camp, there's stuff to explore. There's new regions of the area to explore. So, so far, after about an hour with Cult of the Lamb, uh, I'm interested in playing more of Cult of the Lamb. 
I like that first game. hour is crucial. Yeah, it is for me certainly. I will I will drop games after fifteen minutes if you're not doing it for me. I mean, who has the time? Well, right now you kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. But I could be playing Red Dead Redemption Two, which is fine. But it was getting to the point where I was really looking at Ghostwire Tokyo, being like, hmm? "It's already installed. You've already bought it." I know, but I have a mere week to go till Roller Drome. Can't fucking wait for Roller Drome. It's gonna be awesome. I'm still picking away at uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Oh, look at you! Putting it's, up with the CR- uh, CRPG. Yeah, well, it's. I mean, it's it's still good. It, it's it's interesting because some aspects just feel kind of old. Well, like, well, I mean, because the game is because the game is really old. But yeah. it, it's things you take for granted now. Like you can, you can't grind because when you leave a level, and if you go back, the enemies are all still dead. Uh-huh. I like that. So there's a there's a limit. A hard limit on on once you level up. When you when you level up, you're given a certain number of points to drop into things. But you know that you will never fill this 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 tree in. Kind of makes everything to, a decision, huh? Yeah, yeah, you have to like really choose of what you did. So I went heavy in on my fire arrows, and I also ran into this interesting, and it's probably intentional. Is like I'm playing an archer, but the same probably goes true for other ones because you have consumables, right? I just have one more consumable and arrows, but you've got potions and stuff like that. After a boss, and this was really bad this last one because I fought a dragon. I knew it was coming because you see it. So I went and stocked up on arrows and potions. I killed the dragon. I was out of arrows, out of potions. Like, all right, I'm not going through this gate. I want to recall back to home base so I can restock on stuff before going to the next area. Well, no, you can't. You can't recall from the boss room. So it forces you to do the first big chunk of the next area without without refilling. Yes, and it's it was hard. <laughs> well, because those were the days when you kept all that shit for the final boss. You never yeah. used any consumables back then. Well, no, you have to. You you your your runs in this are determined by how many potions you have because enemies hit really hard. Like I dumped, I I got dumped into the beginning of the third area. It's all undead. I'm out of arrows. I've got a little dagger, which means I need to fight you up close, and these guys will kill you in like four hits. Well, yeah, and, so it's and like you're, stab, 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 run. And you're probably wearing like, you know, light leather armor. You're yeah, yeah, because I'm an archer. <laughs> so it's. It, it was it was an interesting to, to, to not let you refill after a boss and throw you to the next level. It's hard. It's mean. But there's a save point like right there. So it's like you die, and okay, fine, I'll revert to this past save. And it's, you couldn't it's walk out of the boss's room before you went through the portal? Nope. Oh, okay. You are forced to just basically take whatever you, whatever you have left. Now, the, the first chest, you open a shit, chest, shit like that and there's a few health potions. The point that that's why I walked away from that fucking Metro game. Big Mama Fighter, whatever it was called. Oh, yeah. Well, if, if, if the dragon would have killed me, my last save point was before entering his arena. So I could have gone back and, and restocked up better, but I, I killed him. Well, you, could, <laughs> fact, have, you the, could have killed him, walked through the portal, let someone else kill you, and then reload from that earlier save. No, oh. because, no, well, I mean, I would have reloaded from the save. I would have, lo- I would have had to kill the dragon again. Yes, yes, but you would have killed the dragon, kill the dragon with again. more shit. I'm just, uh, yeah, saying, I'm just saying there was a solution, and you're like, no. There I'm was a gonna, solution. I'm just going to fight the, all these guys without arrows. Well, because the... I wanted to kind of keep it because I rounded the arrows while fighting the dragon. The last hit was like a jump at him, critical hit, just boom, with a dagger. <laughs> so I killed the dragon with a dagger, and I was fairly proud of that, wanted to keep that. 
Um, but I mean, it's is it still fun? Yeah, you just have to play it very carefully. You're 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 pretty fragile. Which which one is this? What's the name? Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Dark Alliance. The first one. Which release though? Uh, Xbox One. Xbox, Xbox Series. It came out again, I think, early this year. I think. Oh. Honestly, for being as old as it is, it doesn't look terrible. Skip it. <laughs> Oh, this doesn't look great either. No, it looks like a PS2 game, just kind of shiny. Yeah. And widescreen. Yeah, no. No. No, there, there is... No. There's, there is... Part of it is nostalgia. What I think I find very interesting is, like, it's three acts, right? I remember the first act verbatim, to the point where I'm getting bored. Like, I know what's happening, I know what's going to... I, know, I fight this boss, I fight a beholder at the end, I know the entire first act. I don't remember anything about the second or third acts. <laughs> is this with AI teammates? No. Oh, you, just you can play it. You can play it co-op. Really? But no, if you play single player, it's just you. And I was fighting frost giants earlier today, and it was not a good time. <laughs> just thinking about whether or not my brother would go for it. I would. Pl- I would. I would check it out if he wanted to play it with me. But it would probably be like eighty bucks right now, right? Oh, it was 30 American. Oh. I mean, it is it is a re-release. They didn't do much to it. And you get to laugh at the very questionable designs of a lot of the female NPCs. Questionable, you say? I feel oh, like you mean yeah. another word. Giant boobs. Hmm. Just And they and there's physica, physics on those boobs. And you're like, wow, this is not okay anymore. Yeah, there was a time when it was a bonus. Like the in the in the second area, you fight this drow elf, female sorcerer, and she's like, it's basically pornography what she's wearing, okay. and it's just like wow. This, Sounds this about dark, right. Orange, yeah. Drow elf sorcerer. Click. Well, See if you're finding it. No. Did uh, you no? No. Is it Adriana? I don't know if she. I don't remember her name. Oh, okay. You don't, really, you, you don't know who she is until you run into her. Draw elf sorcerer? Yeah, no, it's not really giving me anything. Anyway. <clears throat> ah, well, anyway, that was... That's all I've been playing. Yeah. It, it's still good. It's I'm, still good. I'm good with my cartoony cultus, cultists. Oh, no, Adriana's actually a character in Dark Alliance 2. Ah, well, she's, so that's, equal, well, she she's looks, not much better. She looks like who you were probably talking about. Yeah, that's... Yeah... <laughs> Then the sorcerer and the boss looks worse than that. <laughs> then it's time for headlines. I think it is. Headlines. In entertainment news. Now, listener, most of the headlines today are entertainment news. A lot happened in entertainment lately. Very little happened in video games. I'm sorry. Disney streaming services, Disney+, Plus, ESPN+, Plus, and Hulu, have surpassed Netflix in total subs. Wow. Kind of amazing. That is kind of amazing. Uh, Disney Plus is increasing their price to ten ninety nine in December. You'll be able to get basic, which includes ads, for seven ninety nine a month. Uh, Here's the thing. I'm going to keep paying it because Disney Plus is a really valuable streaming service. It's a lot of junk on there. It's a lot. Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff on there. 
I like that if I get I mean, like, there's just everything Disney's ever done, and then Marvel, and then Star Wars, and then all this other crap. If I ever get in the mood to watch Roswell that ends well, I don't have to fucking dig out a DVD. (laughs) Halloween Town, right at your fingertips. Exactly. Uh, Okay, do you remember um, Bravest Warriors? No. It was a... um, Oh, was it that Japanese dub show? No, it was a YouTube series done by the creators of Adventure Time. Um, and during that whole period when uh, when Bravest Warriors was still free, that same YouTube channel had a little show with like three episodes or something called Bee and Puppy Cat. Ah, uh, yes. What? Bee and Puppy Cat, I, I think, yeah, is just about a woman named Bee and her cat, Puppy Cat. And they go on like magical adventures together. And that's really the, the description of Bee and Puppy Cat. It's adorable. Um, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> Like, that's not, like, a, a description that, for something that's going to sell me, I don't want to, like, oh, a woman and her cat go on magical adventures, whatever. But to actually watch Bee and Puppy Cat, it's really nice. It's like watching a really nice Pixar short, kind of, but with a lot more creativity. It's coming to Netflix on September 6th. I get the impression that this is, like, a new show for Netflix. And if it's the same creatives involved, that could be pretty good. I feel like it is. I, I haven't seen any hype for it beyond what my... Uh, the artists I follow on Twitter kind of uh, bumped on Twitter. So I don't know if they're, they're doing any advertising for it or how confident they are in it. Ashley Birch is in it. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Who's Ashley Birch? She's better not be playing B. I don't know. Okay. Uh, we already covered that. Lower Deck Season 3 begins August 20th, 25th. Rainwater almost everywhere on Earth has unsafe levels of forever chemicals, according to new research. Forever chem- chemicals are the stuff they use to keep pans nonstick. As a bird owner, I can say that ceramic pans work great. They're legitimately great. Oh, my God. That is, <laughs> I that prefer is them. Okay. No, no, no. Open the email, Chamberlain just said. It's this Drowell Sorceress. Oh, okay. Um, now, for the listener, I'm going to describe oh, this man. as like fetish gear. And it, I told you. And that that's a good way to put it. Now, okay, for the listener, picture... <laughs> Borat in his mankini, but make Borat a woman, and so the straps of his man of the mankini go over, you know, the pink bits, but they're not well, whatever. Uh, and it's black, like black leather, and that's what this woman is wearing, basically. So yeah, yeah, that was okay, or even a bonus then. That was a bonus then. Mm-hmm. You're old man. Heck of my day. That's an insane fact about rainwater. Think about how many people around the world rely on rainwater to drink. Well, not for much longer. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. You know how to solve that? It's just going to stop raining in a lot of places. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Guess who doesn't want to move to California? No one California will be... California is going to be fine with desalinization plants. Um, New Mexico, I don't know what they're, the fuck they're going to do. That's true. That's true. Tweet of the week this week comes from uh, the Twitter account Angry Staffer, and I quote, Do you know how much evidence it takes to sign off on a no-knock raid at the home of a former president? <laughs> Next on Cops. Uh, Ezra Miller has been charged with felony burglary in Stanford, Vermont. How is he still walking around? 
Well, apparently, Warner Brothers are looking at three options. Uh, one, they just get rid of the movie. Two, they keep him completely under wraps for promotion. Three, they have him do a statement uh, admitting what he did and apologizing for it. Uh, I think we already know what they're going to do. Apparently, the movie's a, this movie must be fucking amazing. I don't think it is. I don't think that's possible. It can't be this good. It's a Warner Brothers movie. Like, no. Unless James Gunn is involved, no. It won't be that good. Probably just get rid of that movie. I kind of just wanted to see Michael Keaton as Batman again. Well, maybe yeah. center that on back. Maybe movie. center that on Batgirl a little bit. Maybe release that since it's already done. And Michael Keaton's not a felon. I haven't seen any stills from that Batgirl thing that looked as good as any still from a Batman thing. I'm not talking about. I'm just talking about like the costumes and shit that I saw. It mm-hmm. all looked like Warner Brothers teen TV, teen targeting television footage. Oh, okay. It didn't look good to me. And maybe someone, like, I got the sense that someone at the studio looked at this and went, like, we can't put the fucking Warner Brothers movie name on this. That's but, a low bar, but okay. I know, exactly. Like, they've put out some horrible fucking shit. But they never put out uh, Venom, There Will Be Carnage. Uh, director Dan Trachtenberg says the idea for Prey came from a car ride as a child. Uh, he was he was carpooling with a bunch of other kids, and some of them were sixth graders on their way to a karate tournament. And they had all seen Prey, all the sixth graders, and they described it to him. So in his head, there was a scene where Billy, the Native American tracker member of the uh, of Dutch's crew, uh, faces off against a predator on a bridge overlooking the waterfall. And like he cuts himself across the chest to lure it in, and he holds out this big awesome knife, and he's ready to fight this thing. And then it cuts away. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and the girl <laughs> and in the distance we hear Billy scream but that's not what was described to the child in his head the Dan Trachtenberg the guy who ended up directing Prey saw a scene where Billy where this Native American guy fought a predator and that's where the idea for Prey came from it's the scene that he, ne- that he was described to him that he never got it never to happened see. yep, yeah. yep. Uh, Prey is the most watched film premiere in Hulu's history <clears throat> as it should be I don't know, maybe they've done better stuff, but uh, I guess there was a lot of hype surrounding it. And the reviews prior to launch, uh, I'm sure, helped. Tom Cruise will star in a song and dance style musical written by Christopher McQuarrie. Christopher McQuarrie is a longtime collaborator of Tom Cruise. He's written a lot of the Mission Impossibles. Uh, I think his first one was Way of the Gun. Hmm. Hmm. Now, well, did anybody see um, what was it? Um, God, the 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 '80s metal musical. What was it called? Oh shit! Um, I didn't see the Tom Cruise version, but I actually saw the musical musical. But what, what was it? Oh, no. Not Night at the Roxbury. That, that can't be it. I had no. no idea what you're talking about. Night at the Roxbury is a Saturday Night Live sketch turned into a movie. That's right. And it was an 80, It was like an '80s rock musical. Right. I don't know this film. And he was in he was in the movie version of it. Yep. Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages. There it is. Okay. Yeah. Alex, yeah, have you seen this Rock of Ages? I have not. I just know that Tom Cruise sang in it, and that's the only other time I can think of him singing. Okay. Yeah. No, he I was think, really good at what I want to know what love is. I think we all dislike Tom Cruise as a person. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah yeah. But we can. Clearly. But most of us, I think, can can concede that. He is a guy who really intends to earn his immortality through song and through, through film. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. That's re- I think that's what Tom Cruise is about. Um, and it does seem likely to anyone who's kept an eye on popular culture for the last 30 years that he might be a closeted gay man. <laughs> a little bit. It's possible. A little bit. Yeah, quite possible. Yeah. And Tom Cruise himself, just to, to assign a, a stereotype of the gay community to someone who's suspected to be, might super, super want to be do musicals. And if someone with the amount of um, dedication and physicality of Tom Cruise decides to be a song and dance man in a musical. I feel like it's going to be worth our yeah. time. That yeah. might be a fucking amazing musical. Like you bring it Hugh, might be. Bring in Hugh Jackman. Dance next to him. That'd be fucking awesome. Um, I don't like Tom Cruise the person, but as someone who likes good theater... You know he'll bring it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of theater-based handsome gay men, Neil Patrick Harris was on Hot Ones today. Yeah, mm, how'd he do? You damn better will watch it. It's a good one. Alex, is Neil Patrick Harris not, like, canceled now? I thought he was canceled. Uh, he Why has he been canceled? revealed to be really fucking mean to people he barely knows. Exactly. Apparently, well, Neil Patrick okay. Harris is a dick. Yeah. Well, he wasn't a dick on Hot Ones, and well, he's never been a dick to me personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, for, I had never for Canadian heard of listeners, negative things about you know who, like listeners. you know who's you know what Canadian celebrity and you're gonna hate this when I tell you listener and Alex and Chamberlain are gonna have no idea who this guy is but apparently if you ever talk to him David Suzuki is an absolute prick <gasps> just what I heard the car guy no he's, I'm kidding <laughs> I'm kidding he did a, he did a Canadian <laughs> series he's a beloved Canadian he's like he's like David he's like Canada's David Attenborough. Oh, yeah. oh, so like apparently. nature documentaries? Yeah, and apparently he's just science documentaries, and apparently he's just he's just rude as fuck. Well, yeah. apparently Neil Patrick Harris is a little grabby. Oh, come on, well, yeah. You know what? If, if uh, hang on, where is it? Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, excuse me. Oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, yeah. I've yeah. heard that before. Yeah, yeah. Heard that, before. <clears throat> I don't think... that that already broke my heart once. Yeah, I think I saw but... falling on. See, I found something on screen that says Neil Patrick Harris is a, is a sweetheart. If if people are promoting yeah. a project, people that are done, people that they've done yeah. with someone. That's what you say. Yeah. So it was so great to work with him. I learned so much. So generous. That's what you say. That's your job. With his time and his patience. Yeah, that's your job is to say that. Like a million times in a press junket. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't say that, now you're in trouble. Publicly. And if you're not in trouble, well, you might find you'll never work again. Veep creator Armando Iannucci has a new comedy coming to HBO called The Franchise, which will skewer superhero movies. I'd watch the first episode of that. This is the... uh, um, Yeah, I'm kind of glad Avenue 5 just stays where it is. Um, I would watch a second season of Avenue 5. I would, but I'm also open to them trying something else. 100%, yeah. I'll watch this. Or maybe design it as one season. I like that too. Kevin's, Do a later stage Archer with it. Uh, Kevin hmm. Spacey has been ordered to pay thirty-one million dollars to House of Cards producers for alleged sexual misconduct. I didn't let me be Frank. That's good news. Uh, did you look at what this was actually for, Alex? Yeah, okay. like like what he did on the set that was creepy and awful. 
what did he not do? even the stuff that he's gotten away with already. Yeah, what did he do on the set that he's paying $31 million for? Uh, propositioning this... people that worked there. Oh. No, is this are to, the people is who this are the to, victims getting some yeah, of the money? The, is this to the I would hope so, but... The producers of the show because the show got fucked because of you, Kevin Spacey. I think it might be more financially based there, yeah. yeah that's kind of heartbreaking. Because uh, that's exa- that's literally what the headline said. Uh, he owes $31 million to House of Cards producers. So I'm Still. like, did he do something to a producer, or are the producers recouping the cost? Of I think they're just recouping the cost. Kind of like what, <laughs> what they're doing with Batgirl. Finally, just a little science fact I found interesting. We hiccup, apparently, because our brain stems were inherited from amphibian ancestors, and apparently it's the same mechanism as gill breathing. It's called abatism, or evolutionary throwback activity. That's why we hiccup. Okay, I got your next uh, EDM band name right there. <laughs> Atavism? Yeah. <laughs> In Overwatch news, you won't be able to buy loot boxes for Overwatch after August 30th. What about all that gold you have saved up? Will that have any use in Overwatch 2? Probably not, because the I think the only thing use that that gold will have is to buy Overwatch 1 stuff. I think. I don't know. I'm not really basing on anything. That's just kind of the sense I get. Um, now, if, if they keep the same events, maybe you'll be able to unlock those. Like, who knows how, how it's going to be? But... Um, that's, that's the sense I get, is that is all the, the 100000 in gold I have, but there's nothing to spend it on. I have all the Overwatch 1 stuff, and to buy the Overwatch 2 stuff, you're going to have to have Overwatch 2 money, I think. Hmm. That's the I get. Uh, Rapida. Rapida is one of, uh, to me, the three or four Overwatch channels that you should follow if you like watching Overwatch clips. There's Rapida, there's Noob Hunter, there's Daily Overwatch Moments. Is there another one? I don't think so. Uh, Rapida is unique beyond the other two. Like She'll sometimes take clips that the other two use, and the other two every day will put up a video, Noob Hunter and Daily Overwatch Moments, will put up a video 10 minutes long at least, because you need to be 10 minutes long and include commentary or sign to some, some kind of um, community interaction, like uh, a question of the day, for example, the Daily Overwatch Moments does. Um, and if it's not 10 minutes long, you can't put an ad on it. Thus, you can't monetize it. So you can't make a living at, at making these videos. Nope. Um, so, Noob Hunter and Daily Overwatch Moments both have commentary. Noob Hunter has commentary, Overwatch uh, Moments has commentary, and then uh, a question of the day. Rapida has been very different. She'll put out one once a week. Once every week and a half. Because a big part of what she does is getting the replay code to a video, going into the game itself, and watching an event occur from multiple camera angles to turn it into something particularly funny or to really highlight this interaction between these two characters. That if you see, saw it in first person, you wouldn't understand what the fuck went on. And she spends a lot of time framing it and shooting it and adding all kinds of uh, funny sound effects to it. Uh, she's kind of more of a video artist than the other two. So I'll say I don't find them valuable. I do. I love them all. So today, or yesterday, Rapida put out a thing explaining that because she was using content that technically came from other people, and wasn't doing um, adding noteworthy commentary to it, she could no longer monetize her videos on YouTube. What the fuck? And she asked for help on Patreon so that I could keep doing this. And I went to her Patreon, and she was getting like 180 bucks a month. And I'm like, well, that's that that's not enough to live that's on. That's the end of that. And it yep. won't be. Um, 
so I didn't I didn't uh, pledge anything to her. She's not pulling that many views anyway. No, I'm looking at her channel. It's like twenty seven thousand. It's twenty seven thousand more than I ever got. Um, well, I understand, but in the grand scheme of all of, of YouTube ness, this is nothing. Well, it's, you know, uh, well, she was doing it because she enjoyed it. Uh, but, well, I not mean, just I'm that; it's also an income for her. I know. Forty-one thousand, thirty-eight thousand, thirty-five thousand. She's not growing. Uh, yeah, but that just appears to be the size of the Overwatch community lately. Like uh, looking at um, um, looking at Noob Hunter videos, that they're getting the same amount, about thirty-five thousand okay. for a. For, for, for the video that came out yesterday. Uh, daily Overwatch. Quick. All the comments on the end video are in Russian. Um, 15,000 for Daily Overwatch. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so there's, there's you know, that side, there's that many people who want to watch Overwatch videos on YouTube, I'd say. And But again, Rapida does something unique. I really enjoy her stuff. Um, and she has figured out the commentary rule. So she started putting out videos where she starts with saying, I really like this clip because this happens. Okay, here we go. And then there's a Rafita video. Um, so Well, I, as of right now, she's at six eighty five per month. Oh, it went up. That's awesome. Yeah. But still, that's not even rent. No, no. It's not enough to live on. No. So here's hoping that YouTube money comes in. Because uh, Rafita, I appreciate your shit. You're awesome. Uh, the Overwatch Remix event is on now, and Tracer and Genji skins are really the only two worth talking about. Uh, Genji's is like a, a Super Sentai, but it's red instead of the green one that he always had. And Tracer's is something I've been asking for since it came out. Do you remember Tracer's skin where she's wearing like a hoodie and sneakers? and Yeah. Uh, she's got like a vapor mask on, and uh, it's kind of suggested that her guns are spray guns, like spray paint guns. That's a really old one, isn't it? Yeah. It's one of the first ones for uh, in yeah. the game. Um, so finally, they've remixed that one. And what I always wanted was just keep everything the same, but just get rid of the vapor mask because her, like her laugh and her victory poses, is a huge part of how expressive she is. And I hate that the mask covers it up. So what they did was they kept the mask, but they turned the hoodie white, and they kind of like spray painted all over her and made the guns different colors. It is nice. It's nice. It's the nicest new tracer skin in a while. Um, and where's the other one? Uh, Soldier 76 got his cyborg skin turned to black and it has like a all the glowing points are now glowing gold so it actually looks better than the original cyborg skin I think and all the rest are not even worth mentioning uh, as usual uh, my brother at like one in the morning over the weekend sends me a picture of his screen and he's got the thing on his screen thank you for reporting this person or someone we can't tell from you from Activision. Uh, from within Overwatch, yeah, this thing yeah. pops up within Overwatch, and it just says, "We have taken action, in part because of your report. Thank you very much. Please continue to help keep the Overwatch community." Blah blah blah. He had never seen it before. I don't think I've ever seen one. What was he reporting the person for? He thinks it was someone who just like sat in lobbies and typed uh, mean shit hmm. that him okay. and probably everyone else in the lobby reported. Uh, <clears throat> Listener, go to YouTube, type in Moon Scars, all one word. Moon Scars. Mm-hmm. Um, that is coming September 27th to Xbox and PC and PlayStation and Switch. Um, it is just a 2D uh, action adventure, is how it's described. Like, it's it's just a hack and slash. It's not a Metroidvania, it's not a Souls-like. They're not describing it like that at all. 
that looks really good. Thank you to Chamberlain for pointing that out. Yeah, visually it, it looks a lot like Blasphemous, uh, which at least I think it does with the kind of heaviness and the, yeah. of, of the animation. And that's, the yeah, that's my first impression too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But and I'm, I'm thinking the, the uh, narrator of, in, from In terms of art Dark direction, I, kinda, I like how wow, this looks more than Blasphemous. Blasphemous relied a lot on gross. This, this yeah, relies on like, I don't know. Mood? Uh, emo shit. <laughs> <laughs> that really appeals to me. Emo Is shit. that not the Darkest Dungeon narrator? Um, in that trailer? What's the name? No. No, no. no? No, I didn't get that at all. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Rockstar Games' Strauss Zelnick says, quote, with the development of the next entry in the Grand Theft Auto series well underway, the Rockstar Games team is determined to once again set creative benchmarks for the series, our industry, and for all entertainment, just as the label has done with every one of their frontline releases. And really, the last game they did was Red Dead 2. Mm-hmm. So I think that will better inform where Grand Theft Auto 6 is headed than Grand Theft Auto 5. Um... So I think we're, it wouldn't surprise me if we're headed into yet deeper kind of muddy waters of uh, well-presented slowness. So an interesting tweet that Grand Theft Auto V is now as old as Grand Theft Auto Four was when Grand Theft Auto V came out. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> and the fact that we've seen nothing means I would put money on GTA 6 being at least two years away. Um, didn't we hear 2026? Oh, wow. Shit. Yeah, I thought that's what it was. Um, but I'm just thinking of the graphics. A built-from-the-ground-up PS5 Series X game. Mm-hmm. From Rockstar. Oh, oh, oh. It's going to run at 30 frames, but it'll look great. Well, it's like that Matrix thing. What do you mean? They released that, oh, that new, that, no, that new no, Unreal no. Engine. It'll look way better well, than that shit. Well, yeah, but that was proof of concept of citywide, like, what you can do, but now get to put some actual artists behind it. Yeah, uh, as far as I'm concerned, um, uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, is proof of what you can do. Yeah. Mm. It in that shit. <clears throat> Grand Theft Auto V has now sold nearly 170 million units. God. Red Dead Redemption 2 is at 45 million. That's because nobody's playing Red Dead, Red Dead Online anymore. Well, that's because they killed it. Yeah, they just... And that's that worries me for Overwatch. It worries me for Grand Theft Auto 6. That they're going to put all their development into a really poor user experience for online. That's designed to get you to spend money on shark cards or whatever. Because why, why would they stop? Why would they exactly. stop this casino they have? Exactly. It's Yeah, you're right. Ethically, as shareholders... Why would you not? They have to. So I'm terrified. Wow, that that Diablo mobile game really is the canary in the coal mine. Uh, The canary was like years ago. Well, no, but this is a AAA release, quote unquote. That's doing it. And you know we're dooming and glooming now, but we'll buy that shit day one when it comes out. It's (laughs) not like I've ever bought a Rockstar game for the multiplayer. True. Yeah. And Marvel's Midnight Suns has been delayed to fiscal year 2023. <sighs> so it's got a war and fucking what now? Okay, so then Callisto Protocol. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Callisto Protocol, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. And oh yeah, one of those is a console exclusive. Callisto Protocol is, yeah. 
No, uh, God of War is. What? God Close of Protocols on Steam. God, oh, God, of, okay. God of War is on PlayStation. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot because 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 last God of War did come out on PC eventually, didn't it? Eventually, yeah. But that was like yeah. this year or the Much last later. year. Yeah. Yeah. What, you're not thrilled about, you know, the new Saints Row coming out? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. No, I'm, no. I'm, definitely, I'm definitely more hyped for... Uh, for moon scars than I am for Saints Row. I'm fucking hyped for uh, Roller Drone. I'm really looking forward to Roller Drone. I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to have a lot we of need, fun. We need new drone. things. Yeah. I love just skating around, flipping around, and shooting guys. That's great fun. <sighs> well. Me too. Y'all, y'all out of gas? Yeah. I watched a I, lot I had, of I had a root canal this morning. My mouth oh, hurts. So. <laughs> Yeah, not the first, won't be the last, but <laughs> well, I had a good time. Um, yeah, we'll, okay, never mind. We'll talk about this off here. Okay. All right. In that case, Alex, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Chance, thank you for talking. My pleasure. Thank you everyone for listening. We will see you in a week.